The mainstream media is reporting that the 2024 New Hampshire primary is a bust, that the decision has been made already, and Nikki Haley is inevitably going to call it quits. Yet, on the ground in New Hampshire, things don't seem as simple as the national media is playing it. Here's a quick snapshot. Rochester, New Hampshire, January 21st, Sunday. We went to report at a Trump rally held at the Rochester Opera House, a venue of 750, yet over 2,000 showed up by 2 p.m. And across the street, there is a small scrum of protesters with Joe Biden's face, praising the grassroots write-in campaign. And so you have a contrast infused with irony, a current president who shuns the Democratic primary but still gets the state to write him in any way, and a former president whose machine is ever-powerful and maniacal. It feels like a show, a contest based in another reality. With microphones in hand and hand warmers heating up in our pockets, we attempted to pull the curtain back. What we found was more ironic than expected. I'm Anna Lawler, reporting from Ameranek Public Radio in Bedford, New Hampshire. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be writing in Joe Biden. Um, I think he's done a great job in office. I don't think he gets credit for as much as he does because it's been very quiet as far as his uh, act action is concerned in Washington. So, But he's done a good job, and that's what I'm voting for. I think, I think Joe Biden's a great candidate because democracy matters, and I think he represents the people better than Trump does. He, you know, he's for policies that will support uh, everyday working people. He just canceled another uh, $5 billion of student debt. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's for the people. He knows how to get stuff done. And there, there is a practical side of the Trump uh, thinking that does not seem to be present in the Biden administration. Oh, yeah, by far. I mean, he's up by like 20 points right now. You know, I, th I think it should be a landslide, you know, and hopefully Nikki Haley drops out and, and, you know, everybody can unite around him and, you know, we can start putting all of our money towards the Democrats. Although many voters had different reasons as to why they were supporting their candidate, most agreed on one thing. The general consensus that every other candidate other than their own was incapable of running the country. Their reasons, however, may not be as different from one another as we would think. Almost immediately upon entering the town of Manchester on our first day in New Hampshire, we saw a group of Biden supporters standing on the side of the road in support of their candidate. It was there where we met a woman on the Rochester City Council. Hey, excuse us. Um, we're student journalists trying to get um, the scoop on American politics right now. And uh, if you don't mind answering these questions, could you tell us your name? I'm Patricia Turner and I live in Rochester. Okay. And she's a, and you're a politician. I'm on this. Well, I'm on the city council. And he's actually done a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at the way that he handled the, 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 the pandemic, as well as the legislation that he managed to get through a Congress, how he's brought the economy back. Brought the economy back. His record just speaks for itself. Infrastructure low unemployment. Irrespective of what Fox bill News tells you. Years, <laughs> the infrastructure bill. He's been reinvesting in the country. Manufacturing has. Uh, the spending on manufacturing has doubled in 2023 over 2022. Um, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you vote? Yeah, I mean, the idea that he's a terrible president <laughs> is absurd. 
Whether it was unemployment or infrastructure, Patricia believed Biden was the guy to get things done. Her fellow AVID supporters felt the same way. I'm uh, Dick, Dick, Dick Gagnon. I live here in Rochester. And your occupation? I'm re retired. Christine Davis, I'm a veterinarian locally. So we're from a school district a little bit south of here um, by the New York City metropolitan area. Okay. And we're in town because we were lucky enough to practice uh, the student journalism skills that we've built up to try and collect some tape on the New Hampshire primaries. Oh, so we're absolutely blessed to be here and thank you all for giving us some tape and giving us some experience. Except for how cold it is. Yeah. That's yeah. not yeah. such a thank, blessing. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Do you have anything to uh, say on the matter? Foreign policy and how Joe Biden is handling uh, I, I, I think, I, I would say Joe Biden is probably infinitely more qualified than Donald Trump in ha handling any, any, anything uh, foreign policy-wise. Uh, I, I, I mean, tr tr Trump has just demonstrated that uh, he's uh, enamored, enamored with uh, these, these autocrats all over the all over the world, from Erdogan to Xi and. Uh, Jim Khan or whatever his name is in, uh, in North Korea. Kim Jong-un? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he thinks they're great people, you know, that, that you know. Well, be, be, because he admires them. <laughs> Alright, I guess um, another question would be, what do you think about you know, how qualified both candidates are, especially with some of the histories that both of them have had, with all the indictments that Trump has had, and all of the stuff that Biden has gone through. Do you think both of them, or one is more qualified than the other? Joe Biden's had well over 40 years in government, so he is hands down more qualified, and I think he's proved, proven that by his track record, by being able to pass as many bills as he has in uh, a Congress. You know, we have a... We have a Democrat majority in the in the uh, Senate, but a Republican majority in the House, and he's still been able to get a lot done on his agenda with like infrastructure spending and um, and uh, what's the other the American what's the other act ARPA American Recovery Act. Not only did Dick and Christine voice their agreement with Biden's policies, but also their admiration of his composed professional demeanor, which they felt Trump lacked. You know, he stays calm, like in crisis, and he, you know, he led us through the recovery after uh, COVID. He, he just has a really strong, calm presence, which we need in our president. We don't need somebody who's entertaining. We need somebody who's calm and clear and smart under pressure. But his 40 plus years in government far exceeds any any experience Donald Trump's ever had, which basically is bankrupting gov his businesses. That's all he's ever done. Bankrupts businesses, brags about raping women, and uh, defrauds people in the United States. That's his experience. Joe actually talks about policy, whereas Donald Trump speaks about loyalty. He speaks about loyalty, hate, vengeance, and violence. So that's the difference. Most importantly, Biden felt tangible. Do you guys feel that you're accurately represented by Biden as a presidential candidate, even though his experiences as a politician kind of differ from your own? Well, 
I feel like he's um, he's his background, his ex life experience is more similar to mine than Donald Trump. Donald Trump inherited four hundred million dollars and and bankrupted himself, spent all of that. Joe Biden has worked his entire life. He's he was one of the poorest members in, of Congress. Like he's a he's a working class. You know, he says working class guy. He is. And he doesn't have uh, an Ivy League education like Donald Trump does. So, for sure, Biden is more representative of people in Rochester, working class people. I mean, he, he, you know, he was a single parent. He lost a child. He's lost two children, actually. He's, you know, one of his kids struggles with uh, drug addiction. I mean, I think any American family can relate to all of those things. He's a real human being. You know, he has all of those qualities that make a good leader, um, just in terms of having compassion and being able to, he's real. He's totally authentic as a human being. And yeah, I think he, re you know, he certainly represents people in Rochester um, because it's, it's, it's a community that's, you know, it's a working class community you know, more or less, you know, there's people from both, um, from all, but he's still, yeah, he's from Scranton, <laughs> you know, Pennsylvania, he grew up, you know, he, he is, you know, he is a working man, you know, person as far as I'm concerned, he's never, never really given anything, you know, worked for, you know, and of course, as everyone knows, he's always been the poorest, the poorest person, <laughs> you know, in Congress, really. Never, like never, inter and never enriched himself. Well, I mean, after he was vice president, that's different, but he never enriched himself by being, you know, like a lot of people do. So, so yeah, Dec decency is the thing. And calm, and you know, after the you know the four years with Trump, we just really needed, we needed something that wasn't chaotic. And it's just, we still have a lot to worry when we wake up every morning, but it's not the same because we at least know that there are competent people in the government trying their best, and it's not easy under the circumstances. Overall, we found Biden supporters were very adamant that Biden was not only a viable candidate for his strong leadership and ability to do things, but also because of his authentic persona. People felt that he was reachable and were able to relate to his life experiences. Only a few hundred feet away from the small Biden congregation was a swarm of people waiting outside of the Opera House for the Trump rally. We packed up our equipment, and under Rochester's blue skies, we began to make our way through a sea of red.